0: Um, will you send a text to Danielle and CC me if you
1: like? To- give have a second, we're getting ready.
2: Yeah, no problem. So, what does what he see
1: us right here from that Sony? Uh,
2: so- yeah, I see you in the wide. What's up, Matter? <laughs> how's it going, man? Do I call you Pat Patrick? What, what's uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. why don't we zoom in a little bit here? Okay, how's that? <sighs>
2: I'm gonna open up my own recording here. You
0: can even move it up a little bit. Yeah. I've been thinking about that uh um are, are we are we are we rolling? Yeah I've been thinking about that uh that video you did in the bathroom where you're like uh let me let me tell you something. And,
2: oh fuck. I think I know which one you're talking about. And you're like, you are dead. You
0: understand? <laughs> <laughs> That's like all you said. And I tried to show that to Wickham the other day. And I feel like he didn't. So you're how old are you?
2: I'm tw- I'll be 27 in November.
0: Okay, because Wickham's 20. 24. 24. Yeah. I'm fucking 37. So I'm 10 years older than you, but like I feel like your comedy is more like geared towards like an older demographic, Mm -hmm. but it also resonates with young kids too, you know?
2: Yeah, I feel like I kind of sit in this really weird intersection of a lot of shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's really weird.
0: Yeah, no, it's not weird, bro. It's like it's the future. Like we're not limited to one thing anymore. Like, you know, like I I don't I'm I'm sort of scared to reference Joe Rogan because I feel like you don't like him or maybe that was just a joke.
2: No, it's funny like Rogan, I used to listen to all the time, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was just like a thing where uh, he's almost bigger than he should be from right. just like, a, from like yeah. a, a like it exists. It makes a lot more sense to exist for like a niche crowd than hold it on. does to just be like.
0: Sorry, hold on a second. So Rogan. I'm hearing him from the speaker on the laptop. So that means it's picking it up here. No, what? Does that make sense? what do you mean like the 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 the, the sorry connor we're, we're still no we're still trying to dial in this like remote okay so the i hear him mm-hmm. talking no, Wait, test, you're, yeah, you're, it doesn't it doesn't we it doesn't. tested it this mic is gonna pick up no, it's not. really yeah we are, we've already, we've done this before oh okay okay oh because it's zoom zoom has this really amazing technology where it doesn't pick up like the person on the rec- on the other end. Mm-hmm. Do you know about, are you familiar with this?
2: Yeah, um, I do. I Well, what I do with Zoom is I just record it, the actual Zoom video. Right. And then I just take, and then my friends send me the audio. That's how I do my pod. Um, but yeah, it, it can be finicky. It was funny watching the whole world kind of figure out how Zoom works all at once last right. year. Because I had kind of been using it for work, um, which I'll just say I'm not going to talk about anything I do nine to five because I keep that shit completely separate from this stuff. Cool. Um, I'll just say that, but um,
0: <laughs> that's funny because I feel like it <laughs> is kind of a mystery and I feel like people do, yeah, wait, I do. Said, wait, Mikey said... was wondering, oh, yeah. Mikey, yeah, <laughs> uh. But wait, so, so, but what I was going to say was like, Joe talks about being more than just one, like I'm the same way, bro. I fit into Mm -hmm. too many different categories. And I think that's, what's prevented me from growing for over the years. And that's part of what I love about you is like, you're not just like this one. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I feel like I'm kind of getting to know this guy in a way that you don't really see from like. A lot of um i mean i feel like even like big comedians like you don't really it's like you don't really get to see their um their their character i don't know i just think
2: you're really funny thank you i mean i branding of what you i I was thinking about this the other day of like podcasting has kind of Gotten us more information than we need from certain people, like comedians or people like Joe Rogan or whatever. It's like I shouldn't know like what Joey Diaz's like health and fitness routine is necessarily, but if you listen to him, you know what he's doing. He's like, oh, I'm going to get you know chiropractic, then I'm going to go smoke, then I'm going to do this. Like you know what his days like, because- and that's like it's like we're 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 good on that, <laughs> right? Is what you're saying. Not necessarily, it's just like, it's funny, right? Because it's like before a comedian would never, they'd go on stage, they'd tell some jokes, maybe they'd make some self-deprecating jokes that reveal some information about themselves. But now you can listen to Bill Burr talk to you for an hour for like four four times a week, three times a week, however much he does that Monday morning podcast. Like these comics, they, they podcast constantly. So you just have all this information coming in. Yeah. It's just an interesting format to me. Yeah, it really is. It's it's yeah, it is kind of crazy. So,
0: so we're not supposed to hear him in the headphones. No. Why not?
1: Because Zoom's not set up like that. It's just set up as But
0: he's got
2: headphones on. <laughs> he's asking all the right questions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. We're going to have to... I've been trying to get, like, this figured out for, like, a while now. Um, we, we The first one we did, we had, like, somebody
2: on a phone. And, yeah, they recorded their own audio. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I, I'm recording mine right now. We we started pretty quick, so I didn't even save it yet. So I had to stop and save it. But I you'll be able to... I think you'll be able to use well, it. Well,
1: I think he has headphones because he's, like, one person. So you can just, like, plug in headphones to the laptop. But, like, we both need
0: to hear him, so... Oh, uh, you just have true. Your... it. Might
2: be a splitter situation for you guys,
0: right? Sure. That's it. That's it's that simple. Um. So. uh So yeah, you talked to my boy Chris.
2: Is that what to- Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You hear about this? No, Chris Avedra? Yeah, which actually is so crazy because he literally just that was the person who called me. Um. Earlier in the podcast,
2: um, have you guys been recording? <laughs> like, hope. like, uh, like before? Uh, <laughs> like, am I? Is this like a segment, or this is very elusive? Sort of interesting, vibe. Oh yeah, because you, you said guys, earlier in the pod, so I'm thinking, oh, maybe there was like they recorded 40 minutes before five o'clock or something. Like no, that. no, no. Earlier in
0: the podcast, my friend called.
2: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Did
0: you, not, did you not hear my phone ring?
2: Oh, okay. Got gotcha. you. I, I thought, never mind. I'm making things confusing. Uh, yes, I did hear your phone ring. Yeah. So I was just
0: saying that that was my friend Chris, who you spoke right. to, who has his own agency, who like really fucks with you. And um, who I, I showed, I, I don't really send him a lot of people, but I sent him. Uh, oh, there's just one other dude on TikTok. TikTok's crazy because like you can discover people literally yeah like you're i mean i i hope and pray that you get what i think you deserve which is like a massive audience but it's just yeah but it's just such a weird place where you can like kind of like get like we have our own little our little thing going on you know and it's like Mm -hmm. there's just room for it's almost like we're in a 7-eleven now and like in the 90s we were in like an in and out like there was like big artists, like there was like less. They were all good. You know, Nirvana, Pearl jam, fucking I'm going to use the music industry as an example, like stone temple pilots. Like, Oh my God, these bands tool rage against the machine, like huge fucking. And now it's just like SoundCloud. It's just like a thousand new artists every day. It's like, which pack of gum do you want? It's like, it's good gum, but like, there's just so many more options, you know? And I don't really know if it's a good or a bad thing. And we've, we have this conversation all the time, like me and Wickham and I'm usually leaning more on the like fucking, I wish there were more like sublimes and Alice in Chains, you know?
1: I mean, I agree. I agree. I just feel like now there's it's easier for like the underdog to make it. And like, there are pros and cons of not having like gatekeepers, but I think one of the pros is that like now, like a kid with this laptop can like blow up without getting like a, right. Yeah.
0: Which is cool. But Mm -hmm. it's also kind of a bad thing because like, A lot of the kids with their laptops are blowing up just because they're like they look like extreme, right? And they're like saying some extreme shit with tattoos on their face, and it's like not. Mm -hmm.
1: Or there's guys like Post Malone, yeah.
2: He's he's
1: like amazing.
2: Isn't that funny? It's like one or the other. It's like, yeah, it's crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, there, well, there, yeah. Like, what are your? I mean, you obviously grew up.
2: I mean, you. Must
0: have been a. I mean, you're referencing all these fucking bands, like so. Mm-hmm. You obviously know that music. Do you? Do you love that music too? Like the '90s music or the early 2000s, like rock type shit?
2: I'm not like totally in love with that sound. I mean, like, but that was there was obviously some great shit from that time. Yeah. I, what, what was? Um, what are some of the things you love? Well, like rage, obviously System of a Down, Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, like that shit is the best they they got really i think those three bands are like that's maybe the best three sort of more hardcore rock bands of the of the 90s early 2000s but but um no i mean i just tell you the truth my dad you know he's almost 60 classic rock fanatic two things he loves are classic rock and history and so i grew up him having the radio on talking about the Beatles and classic rock and all that shit constantly. Um, and then, you know, my sisters really like Backstreet Boys and sync and all that stuff. I got an older sister. Um, she's just like three years older than me, but you know, she had a boom box and like a CD set of just all that stuff. And like, as a kid, you're like, Oh, I hate this. Cause I'm a boy. This is girl music. But you look back and you're like, Damn, she really. That was really quite a moment. All those yeah. pop stars in the two thousands. Um,
0: hear those songs like those yeah. are incredible songs. Like Max Martin and some of those producers were like, if you like, if you hear a cover of like a fucking NSYNC Sync or a Britney Spears song, like like Weezer did a cover of like, uh, you know what's that? Oh no, um, it's gonna be me or whatever oh, in it's song. gonna
2: be my no, like,
0: <laughs> if you hear like that song like presented in like a different way like with just mm-hmm. guitar and vocals you're like holy shit this is a fucking incredible song
2: yeah i've i've i understand that like most of the pop music is produced out of like sweden like right? there's like a there's <laughs> like a very specific sound i mean my yeah. favorite some of my favorite music in the world is like that Justin Timberlake Neptune solo album, like that sound at least the Neptune sound, that clean pop sound. I mean, even "Hit Me Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears, like that piano dun dun dun, like yeah, that
0: it's, it's insane,
2: brutal, like brutal yeah, production, it, insane. Yeah,
0: it is. It is.
2: <laughs> and, and shit's not like that anymore. It's it's way more like flattened and kind of like. I don't know. It's like they used to make music that was radio friendly, but like you could listen to it with some cans and you really, you can really hear how fucking fat it is. Yeah. But now it's just like, it sounds the same on radio as it does on Spotify as it does on whatever. So. Yeah. Um, all
0: right. So yeah, you're right. This is, this is kind of crazy. Like well, we I,
1: just- had a, I had a quick question for him. I, mm-hmm. I think I saw in your story, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but you put "die lit" was your favorite album of the year of that year
2: yeah that yeah oh yeah so, he, so he, you're like sure. a big playboy cardi fan huge i mean he's right he's right there <laughs> <General poster. laughs> yeah, that's amazing uh, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: haven't you seen his like playboy cardi like
1: i yeah i've seen i've seen your videos but i, I didn't know if you were like a fan of it. like if you actually like, you were, to like making stuff. fun of him right? yeah yeah i
2: love it that's a lot of people it's so funny a lot of people can't really tell if i'm making fun of something or if i like it and I kind of like that because that's that's how I view kind of everything in life. That's how I view people even. Like some people I find extremely charming and likable because they're easy to make fun of or because they're quirky or because they're not self-aware or this, that, the third. And I might like that, but I might also make fun of them. I, I a lot of the times think I can get closest to someone when I feel comfortable making fun of them to their face. And like, it's yeah. almost my love language in a way. Yeah. So I like with that. these... With these songs that I make fun of and these artists, like I don't necessarily dislike or like them. I'm probably eh or eh on whichever. It depends, but what, what matters is that it made you feel something, you know, and like I don't believe in like just doing negative shit or shock shit or whatever, but if something made you feel a way, if something stood out, like that's what charms me a little bit. Um, so like, you know, with Playboy Cardi, when I mimic him I'm making fun of him but making fun of him but when I'm mimicking him I'm explaining to you exactly why my ears are so attracted to him and what my ears hear and what's so exciting to my ears when I hear him like when he he sounds like that when he sounds like that it's like you have to understand he does that but he's able to make that actually work and transcend to something else and that's what's so amazing to me and I know fully most of the time he's hardly in the formal sense trying if you know what I mean like he's not really there's a certain flow you can really tell is coming out of him um, people like him Uzi and it's something that people like Lil Wayne had back in the day like it's just this ability to get in front of a microphone with a good beat and whatever comes out of your mouth no matter how insane or stupid it sounds it works and it's, and it creates something higher than some of its parts, you know?
0: That's so, it's so incredible. Like hearing you explain it from that, like in a way, I just imagined, you know, like your dad trying to (laughs) understand and just being like, what are you taught? Like, and if he were to listen to it, he would be like, this is garbage. But yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) it is. It's just a trip, dude. It just reminds me of, like, when, like, corn came out. People, mm. the older people were just like, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> right. You know, because right. it just sounded. Or even, you could even probably say, like, Skrillex. There are probably a lot of people who, you know, older folks who would just have no understanding of why that's incredible. Yeah.
1: You explained it yeah. in like a really good way. Like I've tried to explain Playboy card. <laughs> I've even tried to explain it to you before. And I just like, can't I'm like, I don't know. It's just dope. Oh, like, no, yeah, but you did, it's <laughs> hard to like break it down.
0: Yeah, but and even like, You didn't understand it.
1: I, uh, yeah, I didn't understand it at first. It took me a while to like, it's like an acquired taste. Almost. You kind of have to keep listening to it. At least for me, like mm. at first I didn't, I was just like, what is this? Like, there's no like depth or like he's really like repetitive. But then I started listening to him more and I realized it's more about like how he flows like with the beat and like the production's like a big part of it too. And um, yeah, now I, now I fuck with him like heavy.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe it's- I, I remember when he kind of existed the longest time there was a meme that was like Cardi put out a mixtape because he was huge. He was viral. Every song you put out would either leak or go viral but he had no project, no mixtape whatsoever, but he would play shows. He was rich. I mean, it was like, that's... He's truly the SoundCloud kind of Michelangelo in that sense because his first out, his per- first project, period, you didn't have a mixtape EP, nothing, was that self-titled album from 2017. And he just got a huge radio hit with Magnolia off his first album. Like, his trajectory is crazy. But so I just remember, like, like him being kind of like, like before his first album came out late 2016, it was like, he was really cool because it was like this artist who didn't have any hits or wasn't really on the radar. But if you knew about him, you knew how cool he was. And now he's like a superstar.
0: So I, 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 we've gotten like super carried away, which is okay. But I just kind of want to go back (laughs) to like, yo, so this Mm. is Connor um, a guy who I discovered on TikTok, who I liked, and you live in New York. That's why we're doing this remotely. And mm-hmm. you want to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, um, how did you end up in New York? Are Were you born in New York? No, um, I oh, wasn't. Like you, so you are kind of like the transplants that you're yeah. <laughs> So you see that that
2: theme is there, the, the kind of both sides thing of like, so like do you actually I'm making fun of myself, but I'm also making fun of a guy who's a little bit worse than I am. You know so what I mean? He
0: does, he does this thing on TikTok where it's like he's making fun of like transplants in New York, like people that like move to New York and then all of a sudden like adopt like the whole New York thing. And like they, mm. uh, they have this. You know, confidence and ego about being a New Yorker when, like, they've only exactly. been for a year or two. You know,
2: right, right. And, and, it's, and it, you see it a lot with people that have been there for like a couple months. Like, where <laughs> yeah. the people who are there for a couple months and they start gatekeeping. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I'm, I'm probably doing that. I'm, I mean, I am doing that by making those videos too. It's kind of like the, the snake eating its own head there, but or eating its own tail there. But it, it it's funny because it's like. I mean, the, basically, the the concept of those are are just that, like you know, it's almost like trying to be meta to that observation. Everyone knows people go to New York and they act like they're New Yorkers, but what if they went to New York and they started acting like Italian mobsters, like that New York, like they were yeah. there, like they're <laughs> yeah, literally were <yeah>. born there. <laughs> yeah, you're, um, you're, you're,
0: you're taking it like really far, and it's an excuse. Right. But, like, it's an excuse to do that italian mobster new york thing which is just Mm -hmm. funny when you it's funny when you do it i don't know if it's just a combination of the whole thing like i love how you don't take yourself too seriously and you rock like a mullet and a mustache and you just like do these photos where you're not like you're not like super concerned with like how you look you know Mm -hmm. and i I just think you're be that that allows you to be able to be like authentic and it's one thing that like i have and i do this with my, with my wife and the whole crew, the whole like learning to lose crew is like, it's all about like, look, dude, let's just be real. You know, Mm -hmm. let's just be on, I don't know how much of what we do you've seen.
2: I've seen, I've seen a a good deal of it. Like I I can't say I'm like um, an avid follower of the pod necessarily, or I like, I follow everything, but it, I, I mean, I follow you. I follow learning to lose and you know, you get a good sense of kind of like what you guys are about. Like, I feel like <clears throat> the transparency definitely comes across. It seems right. like that's like a really big thing for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I th- <laughs> radically,
0: well, yeah, like, because I think that uh, the, the idea that everyone is presenting uh, some prepackaged perfect version of themselves is contributing like, very much to the shame of our culture and our youth. And yeah, it's like kind of a problem. And I think it's okay to like do prepackaged shit and like look good. But like, I think that like to, to a certain extent, it's, it's just starting to become, it's almost like, I think that's also why I cancel culture because everyone's so used to seeing the perfect version of everyone else that as soon as they see something fucked up they're like oh my god like he fucked up like one time Mm -hmm. let's fucking cancel him when the truth is is everyone's fucking up every day they're just not
2: showing it right i think that's like you you uploaded something about how And I'm gonna paraphrase you, so I apologize, but like you basically said, I try to look and act crazy as crazy as I actually am, so that crazies know that I really am crazy like them, and they can trust me. Yeah, and like that's exactly how I am from like a nerd loser perspective. Like I'm a loser and a nerd, and I'm not gonna hide that. Yeah, and like that's going to attract because like I know a lot of people that follow me kind of like live vicariously through me or they feel like they know me or they like feel like I could be them. And like when I have confidence, when I'm authentic, when I'm out there with myself and opinionated and outspoken and shit, it's kind of like permission for them to be so also. And I feel like that has positive and negative consequences. Like some people, you know, like I was just talking about, it's, it's an open market. So anyone can do anything and that what that gets you is some people that really shouldn't have a platform get one that's always going to happen um but i do think it kind of um opens things up a little bit to have real conversations about about shit when you are willing to you know i i my mindset is kind of like i'm doing this for like you know the guys that are honestly just like me that are um you know nerds and don't see themselves as being confident people as being socially at the apex or anything like that you know i sat with the nerds in high school that was it like like i sat with all the fucking nerds um and it why it was because those were the only people i could feel comfortable around and trust because they were authentic and it wasn't my fault that you know 15 to 18 year old Boys have no sense, like have no security whatsoever. But, you know, it was like, all right, none of these people I can relate to because none of them are secure themselves. Why? Because they weren't bullied as much as I am. The bullying forced me to be secure with myself earlier. They were not. They're going to have to be bullied by life to find security. I'm already there. I'm not going to hate myself just because I'm early to that process. I'm going to hang out with the nerds who are on the same page. And it made me much happier. And that was, I learned that in eighth grade because when you're me, you figure that shit out real quick. Cause you're a loud squeaky wheel and you get dealt with. This is you like have to figure your shit out.
0: This is really cool because it's I'm, I'm, I'm noticing the parallels and this is kind of something it's hard to explain. And as the internet and as social media is evolving, I'm being drawn towards this like transparency and like, this whole idea of learning to lose, which I think you just broke down in like a really cool way. Like Connor, like lost by being bullied. He was broken. He life. And and what seemed like a bad thing at the time, that's what gave him his strength. That's what like made you turn into someone who was just sort of like, fuck it. Like Mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, it's darkest before the dawn. And like, that's the whole thing about learning to lose is like, own your like when life is pummeling you, it's like, what is the lesson here? And right. if we can all try to change how we look at all the things that we think are bad or negative or flaws or arguments or fights or drama or all that stuff, is like, just embrace it all and 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 fuck the shame part of it. Let's all grow together from it and let's all just be fucked like together
2: right <laughs>
0: together i don't know it's and, like and
2: and i, and I think grown. like I, here's a, here's another thing i i really think now that you just said that like the whole the, the idea which i agree with and i'll explain the modification to it that i want to make i agree with the idea that like you life is handing you shit and it's like what's the lesson from that to me like i believe we don't deserve any bad thing that happens to us and we don't deserve any good thing that happens to us we don't deserve life or death we just are we just are yeah and so to me it's like when life is giving you hell like I don't see it as what is what is that what lesson is that giving you it's what lesson are you going to give yourself uh this because yeah, exactly. at the end of the day you're on your own you are on your own you got to love and protect this person so what lesson are you going to give yourself? What are you going to take away from it? Life's not going to give you anything. Right. But it's going to l- give you a lot of stuff you can give to yourself. Yeah. Like that's the issue. Because the one thing that you got to, I, I think, is that you can't feel like entitled to not suffer. You can't feel like every moment you're not suffering, you've earned and you're entitled to, and that's how things ought to be. And every time you are suffer, suffering, you also earn that, and that's how things ought to be. You can't have both. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you can't think that, oh, I have this addiction or this problem or this flaw. I I, I deserve that because I'm a bad person or whatever. Like you don't. But, but I also, think- you don't deserve – You know, the good fortune you have in life, because life's kind of chaotic like that. That's how I feel. Like,
0: yeah. Well, I don't know if you're like, I don't know where you sit with like God or spirituality, but I think that's where that part comes in for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. If you have, if you're looking for some sort of deeper, And I mean, that's, it's so funny. He's playing uh, Phantom Menace in the background. Yeah, I noticed that. I love that. He's just like owning it. He's like, yes, like this is fucking who I am. This is what I love. And I feel like it's because of Connor that I've recently gone back and watched Phantom Menace. I started with Phantom Menace because I think you said something along the lines of like, it's what well, you were speaking of fellowship of the ring. Yeah, you were
2: telling me you, you watched fellowship of the ring after I was talking about how they're like such highly rewatchable films. Yeah. They really they're like are. comfort films for me, but yeah. then I
0: just went, yeah, they are. And then I, but then I think, but then I went back and watched phantom menace and now I'm on return of the Jedi.
2: Nice. I just went yeah, all well. the way. I
0: went all the way through it and it's so yeah. comforting, man. But like, what well, the reason that I'm, thinking of star wars is because i'm thinking of the force and the dark side and using life and using these experiences to bring us closer to what i would call god or the force or the energy of you know the the, the binding the symbiotic relationship we have with every living thing like the midi and just whatever you want to fucking call like where do you sit with all that with the spirituality side of things
2: yeah, I'm very much like, like, um I know this is like a sobriety podcast, but I've had experiences that like, with, you know, that have opened up my eyes and, and things that on that well, level. Well,
0: just so you know, it's not a sobriety podcast. And, and learning to lose is not like a recovery brand. My wife gets like high every day, and it's all good. It's like oh, what okay, we're peace. talking about. Yeah. No, it's all good, dude. Like I'm just out of respect.
2: I wanted to make sure. like, I
0: want you to know, like, just, just so you know, like my wife Mm. is a like 50% of the brand, right. Learning to lose, Mm -hmm. which it's still, people are still kind of a little bit confused because I'm sober. She's not. That's part of why we've both grown so much. And, but she sell our highest selling item of merch is her little weed. There's like a little weed leaf and a fork. And it's like, you know, don't munch. Like just cause you're high doesn't mean you need to eat.
2: I love that. Yeah. And
0: like, that's what, that's a thing that you buy from learning to lose.com and learning to lose is, is just a, a brand about like a certain way of living, you know, and it's not, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I found, no, I, to- and, I totally
2: get what you're saying now. And a big uh, part
0: of like what I do is I'm trying to not alienate alcoholics and addicts. Cause I feel like because of certain, I don't know. I don't like the whole like clicky culty, like I'm sober. We're a part of it's like, dude, like we need to be able to coexist with all people. And if we're like wearing our like re- recovery as like a badge of honor to like separate ourselves. Like I'm not, right. that, you know, and I want to sort of expel that uh, that notion and, and reach all people. Because I think that like, I've found a certain way of life through the steps that like all human beings should find through however they want to find it. You know?
2: I love that. I think that's like something that's really like missing. And a lot of the stuff I've seen is, is like, Cause I, you know, you'll have friends that'll be like, oh, I'm not on that shit anymore. You're on that shit. You're lazy, blah. blah, blah. like, they'll, they'll almost like shame you to no, like butt, butt, buttress their own like fortitude for their own, <laughs> you know, you know, you like that word buttress. Yeah. Um, well, that's
0: just because they yeah. haven't like, it, 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 if you're really working a program, if you're really doing the deal you're like trying to apply principles of like humility and like open mindedness and acceptance and love. And like, you're not doing that, but it's hard mm-hmm. to not like define yourself by like, Oh, I'm like the sober guy. And right. it's hard to be around other people and accept them for the normies that they are, or just for like, <laughs> like they're <laughs> right. like, it's all good. Like I have a physical allergy to drugs and alcohol, but like, if you don't like, it's all good. Let's hang out. Like you can smoke weed and I'll fucking have a cigar or whatever, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back to what you're saying about religion though. So like I've, I've, I've done LSD mushrooms, MDMA, like LSD specifically I had a very intense trip. Um, I just think like there is something really, uh, greater than even religion, uh, that that is what we are and what, 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 we exist like within. Um, but for me, like, like, you know, I was raised, like, I'll tell you this, I was raised Roman Catholic straight up, like kindergarten, like private Catholic school. Oh, up. Um, I went to a Methodist preschool, pr- like a Catholic elementary school, Catholic middle school and high school. Like it was an all boys Catholic school from, from sixth grade to 12th grade. Um, and uh and were- like i i see i'm sorry
0: you mind if i ask where
2: uh in st louis oh, okay cool um the uh the well yeah i can say the name i mean the name of the school was chaminade uh oh, that's and crazy i wanted to
0: go to chaminade in the valley
2: it's uh it's you know william joseph chaminade is like a Marianist priest from from Bordeaux, france and it's it's I, 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 a couple of really big basketball players, I like Jason Tatum, who's part of the, who's one of the biggest players in the league. He's, he's on the Celtics. He was a year, I think, younger than me. I so mean, you I watched, grew
0: up in St. Louis.
2: Grew up in St. Louis. Oh yeah, that's right. So I grew up in St. Louis. <laughs> went to film school in Boston at Emerson. Then I went to, uh, well, I went home. You know, worked for a summer, and then immediately moved to New York. I wanted to move to like maybe Berlin, but it was just like at the time it didn't work. But um, why New York? Yeah, I like uh, honestly the culture a little bit. I do like the kind of hyper confrontational culture. I do like that it's a little bit grimy and gritty. I like that people are a little bit more overt about their suffering and their kind of like their pain and impatience. Um, because that's kind of how I am. I'm kind of like a short tempered, not, not super short tempered. You'd have to ask somebody else. I, I can't report on my own temper, but, um, you know, like I'm a little bit of a sensitive person. I get agitated, whatever. It just felt like a better culture fit for me. And also it felt like it was a little bit more culturally. Um, like, you know, like New York's had this brilliant culture for years and years and years and and i like la many of my friends are la and i spent a i spent a year in la um and there's lots of beautiful things to do in los angeles and and just california in general um but it's it's been industrialized so early on in its inception whereas new york was like all this organic art and culture came out of stuff like poverty and and things like that like all this crazy shit like there's a really good movie you should watch if you want to get like a totally different look at how LA um, and the film industry like portrays itself and the insights you can get from that. There's this movie called uh, Los Angeles Plays Itself. Mm. And it's it's kind of long, but it's a documentary that's a compilation of films that were shot in Los Angeles, and it you know it's the most photographed place on earth. But you look at it and it's like, why would anyone? Necessarily want to take a picture of it like like it's like it's very flat, very deserty. It's yeah. kind of desolate in a certain way. That's crazy. Yeah, and and they say like it's the only city that looks prettier, uh, at night, like than it does in the daytime. Like you would want to look at it at night from very far away rather than up close. Um, and so I just I just think like because of the fact that like uh the industry is, has such a strong presence out there. I mean, I, I told your buddy, Chris, like, I hate the, like the media slash industry in general. Like I hate it a lot. Um, And so I saw New York as an alternative, as a way to, you know, whether I'm successful at the gate or not, I'll at least have a a pretty interesting experience and I'll go through shit. And if I don't, you know, if I don't like it, I can always move to LA or I can move to somewhere else Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I didn't want to do just like, the thing where you go to LA and you get an internship at fucking Buzzfeed and <laughs> you know, like just just because I went to Emerson, which is like Emerson is like a toy factory that makes secretaries and assistants and PAs. That's all it does. It like it makes people that are assistants to people like Ellen DeGeneres or whatever, and it and it and they have an internship first semester literally on Sunset Boulevard, like across from the BuzzFeed headquarters, right next, like two blocks away from where Amoeba used to be. Um, And you just have an internship and you work for free and you work at one of these like little media companies. It could be like BuzzFeed or it could be like a YouTube channel or anything. And then usually you get hired there. So it's like this pipeline of like you pay all this money to go to film school. Then you go to here for a semester and then you get a job. That's like, you're making annually what it costs. Like probably you're making annually, probably what it costs to go to Emerson annually. Mm -hmm. Um, And then your hope is to, become a producer or something, you know, it's just like just to get in the fucking rat race, but it's just yeah, such he, a like,
0: yeah, I you think you made the, I love New York. My whole family's from New York. I have a huge, strong, nice. my dad's always talking shit like these fucking Californians are lazy. Like they don't know what real work looks <laughs> like, you know, and New York, I think the weather in New York breeds harder people. So I, I, I think it is oversaturated out here and yeah, teach his own. I think you made a good, i mean obviously whatever whatever road you take whatever <laughs> whatever path you take just fucking take it and, and right and it will all lead to wherever it's supposed to lead okay. so so Shamanad, you were at Shamanad, you were introduced to like Catholicism, and you so you probably have like an idea
2: dude i'm like i'm i know so much about catholicism it's stupid even though i've like not really tried to maintain the knowledge i know so much like the catechism all the rules everything like I used to know so much about it just, and I wasn't even, I probably stopped being faith. I didn't really have any kind of formal faith after like eighth grade. I think I was kind of like, I'm not I don't really. I'm not into this really. Um, <laughs> you think
0: that like kind of turned you off maybe to like the whole idea of like God.
2: Maybe. I mean, it, it was definitely teenage rebellion, but it's also like the thing that I, and this is what I'm trying to tie in you know, the difference between spirituality and religion, like, like the thing that I didn't like growing up was how rigid and how you had to go to this boring thing every week. And there was this, and it's the same things that you hate as a kid that turn you off from religion are actually the things that bring people a lot of peace in adulthood is that rigidity, that, 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 that structure, um, you know, Muslims pray to, you know, three times a day towards Mecca. Like that's a cadence to your life. That's a rhythm to your life. Yeah. And and I can understand that now as an adult that, you know, that can be really comforting and it can be can give you a lot of strength. I think as like a little rambunctious, you know, kid, you're like, why in the hell am I sitting in this church for an hour wasting my time listening to something I'm trying to tune out? You know, you're just absolutely tuning it out. So you feel like it's kind of wasted on you. It probably is going, taking a child to actual formal Catholic mass and having them sit there and just sit there the whole time. It's ridiculous. You could probably cultivate so much other stuff in that hour. in yeah. That child, like, I don't know, show them a film or a documentary or take them somewhere, have them paint, do something, you know? <laughs> um, but as an adult, you know, it's like the spirituality is that vague sense we have that, like, there is something seriously greater than us, probably exponentially more complex than we could possibly with our brains understand. Yeah. And then religion is like, how do I bind? Because religion means to bind. It means like, it almost means like shackle, like slave, like you shack, you're bound to something. I feel like the religion binds you to the spiritual world through a dedication, through a commitment. And I think that gives you a sense of peace and order in this chaotic world, whereas spirituality is just generally knowing that things are interwoven and connected. So I haven't found religion to be necessary for me. i found more like exercise mindfulness, things like that to be a little bit more helpful. But I think it's just another kind of tool like that obviously it becomes a problem when it's structured into an institution and it becomes a violent institution. That's when it's bad, but you know, that's kind of how I look at that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like when life gets hard, I think sometimes the only way I can make sense of it is to just like close my eyes or I don't know, like meditate or just try to connect to something that I don't understand. And that has, that's looking out for my best interest or like maybe not my best interest, but like things are going to get worked out if I'm trying to do the right thing and Mm -hmm. carry out. It almost sounds fucked up to say, but like, what is God's will for me? Like, and I don't even like, I hate that. Like our, the human beings have like ruined that word God, mm-hmm. but like, it sounds like you've found your own understanding of that word or whatever your own understanding of something like my, uh, yeah. like my definition of that word is exactly what your definition is of what you believe to be that thing that's greater than you.
2: Yeah, I would say like I don't have a personal relationship with God that like some Catholics do, where like you really think you're you're talking to Him and you have like, like crazy story. One time, my parents took us like out in the middle of the woods to meet some lady who claimed she could talk to God, and like she was straight up like as if she had like an earpiece and was like giggling to herself, like God was telling <laughs> jokes. Like I was like, "What is this?" But nah. so I don't I don't like have that necessarily, but like you know, I have human perspective and what human perspective gives you is you're every single one of like something i try to keep in mind is every single person you see on the street is you
0: yeah i love that
2: that's you yeah every person fucking up every person doing evil shit every person doing bad shit ugly stupid ignorant person that annoys you they're all you you're the same person you're all the same person So that's one thing I think about. The other thing I think about is that a lot of our problems are so worsened because we have a beginning, middle and end mindset to life. We have like a linear thinking of how life works. And we think about all the shit that happened in our past. We worry about all the shit happening in our future. And if you can actually just get rid of those two things, because they don't exist, all that exists is the present, future and past don't exist. Then you realize like, I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here. Yeah. There's not anything going on. Nothing bad is happening in this moment. I'm not cold. I'm not hot. I'm not bleeding. I'm not hurt. And if you just, the more you can get aware, aware, aware of all those things, I think you can find your God, which in my view is just tranquility and peace and harmony with, you know, so.
0: The present moment.
2: Yeah. The present moment and, and with just reality. Yeah. So I think, I think that is the same thing. And then that,
0: like, what you literally, what you just said is, like, pretty much the main goal of AA and the steps and being sober. Because, like, we're worrying about fucking the future and the past and, hey, the, the only way I know, I the way I used to quiet my mind and get into the present was, like, using, drinking mm-hmm. And then I, I, I did that so much that um, I ruined my life. Mm. Um, so um, I want to, like, pivot to, like, some movie shit. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> what if I was just like, hey, so what do you think about fucking Gandalf? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I mean, you know, I don't know how much time you have, but we—we we, we, sometimes we'll talk for hours on this podcast, but like, I, I don't want to keep you for, for super long. No, like,
2: we, we can get into some movie shit. We'll get into yeah, some movie shit. Yeah, well, because
0: you went to film school, which I didn't know, which is awesome. I have a production company, and the reason I started that production company was because I want to make movies. That's always been a passion of mine. And before I did that, I made music because I'm a, you know I wanted to do music stuff. I don't know if you do you know about like anything that I've done.
2: I know you were you were in a band. Um, I, I know a little bit about <laughs> yeah. that. It was like wasn't it? It was like an electric sort of hip hop. Yeah, we were like fucking popping
0: on MySpace. Got a little record deal. Did nice. some tours with some artists. We were kind of coming up with like DJ Am at Banana Split when like Aoki and like that electronic movement was pop and like LMFAO was like, we were like really tight with them and they mm. became sort of an embarrassment.
2: And I, what, what is it? Like, what was, what was, cause like, I have this thing where it's like, sometimes you get fans and you're like, Oh man, that's my fan. Like, did you have any of those? Cause I feel oh like you God. definitely, you definitely had a lot of fans. You're like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. Looking at well, some, I yeah, know.
0: Mo, mo, I mean, I hate to, uh, yeah. I mean, there were some cool ones, but they're, yeah. They're, I mean, like there were a lot of like girls with like a lot of different necklace, like bracelets on their colorful bracelets. And there was, right. like, there was a lot of neon and, and it, 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 we definitely attracted a lot of those kinds of people. But then we also had like a lot of like y- people like you, like nerdy, like, cause we were like very much Nintendo back to the future retro like throwback like that was our whole thing like our first mixtape was like a recreation of like the back to the future the cover of the first back to the future movie Mm -hmm. and we had like a delorean in our second music video and like the power a power glove the power glove was like a thing that we would bring out on stage we had like led lights for the power glove and it was this whole thing like duck hunt was like you know we sampled things from like you know big the movie big and like the movie kids and so it was kind of we were trying to be like a cool throwback
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know and 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 but uh yeah it's it's you you can't really control who you're who likes
2: (laughs) you yeah so i get so many guys that have my dms and it's just like a guy And the photo is him standing in front of a lake with his girlfriend. And it says class of 23 in some fucking college somewhere. That's like 90% of the people that follow me. Wow. Is a guy who looks like that. Um, Yeah. I don't even trip.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't, I, it's funny. I never really like focused. No, it's weird. Now that I'm doing this thing with my wife, like we're attracting a lot of like women and like, Mm middle-aged people and i'm like you know what like that's cool like why do i i feel like we have this idea in our mind of like what a cool audience is but like who gives a fuck like you said right people, right. Are people and we're all one and 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 um i think that the more we grow, like the more like diverse the audience will become. And it, it, it will just, it might start as a certain thing, but like, you know, it'll become like a little bit of everything, which is sort of what the, the fan base was at the end there. But yeah, then I started the production company because I want to make, I, I mean, film movies are really what changed my life. And like what I, in Wickham too, Wickham went to film school. Yes. Nice. So what what are your like some of your favorite or some of your like your favorite directors or what do you love Well
2: right now the, the I've been going th- um through and watching a lot of like almost all of uh Akira Kurosawa's movies. Wow. Um like just going through and watching damn near everything he's ever made. Um how do you watch
0: Ran?
2: Ran <laughs> Bro,
1: that's what I've been is trying to watch. Akira bro. Kurosawa. Yeah, I've never
2: tried like watching. We, we should try. try. Got a ran right there, dude. Got a blue wave ran right there. It's the <laughs> most
0: yeah. beautiful. I mean, when you start that movie, like right now, you're just like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" And you know what I just recently discovered is that he was blind when he made that. What?
2: Kurosawa? Yeah. I
0: mean he was going blind during oh, right. photography. He was pretty much blind during the shooting of that film.
1: But he wow. had already
0: drawn out all the storyboards and like whoa. He I guess he had, yeah. I, I just recently um I forget what it was I was maybe it was a Quentin Tarantino podcast or I forget what it was that made me start tripping on akira K- kurosawa um but i never really was able to like have the patience to just like get go in and like stay in and like mm-hmm. get
2: through the films right but yeah, i mean
0: samurai is like in jizz's
2: album right did yeah, you yeah know yeah i'm i'm sure he's referenced I'm it sure the like Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang affiliates. Wu-Tang. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the Wu-Tang affiliates.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they've I'm sure they've made many a reference but uh yeah. Well, and part of that uh, to your point, I have to make like I have to make myself sit down and watch films. Like, yeah. I have to. Like you kind of have to make yourself do it. There's some films that I I'm like, "Oh, this will be funny." Like last night we all smoked and watched the new Space Jam. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was a riot that i mean it not in not in the way they intended but like that movie is <laughs> that movie is that movie is like violent and what, what i mean when i say that movie is violent is like i mean like like so much violence went into s- supplying and creating the intellectual properties that then created that film like so much exploitation and just like capitalistic just like brute force was made that movie forced into existence like so much money it was almost like that was that was like that was like it was like violated like into our culture like like you know like we did not have consent like that thing was just made and like you you have to know it exists now and it's like it's violent to watch it's like you're watching it's like a you know how there's like blood diamonds like that's a blood film. It feels like yeah. blood has been spilt to create it.
0: I fucking love. It. It's like it's like the same feeling you have when you get when, when you're watching a commercial.
2: Yeah, or like some of those Marvel movies where you're like, well, there's way too much money and capitalism like involved in making this get off the ground." Like, yeah, you know so how amazing. like when
0: you, you know how like when you watch when, when like it doesn't happen often nowadays, but like when you have to watch like A sporting event on like regular when you get four. that's the only time
2: right when you watch commercials it's sporting event
0: and dude but these commercials now are just so i'm like disgusted like (laughs) because it starts it's like it's like a bombardment of your senses and they're like the voice is really loud and the shots are bright and it's just like fucking buy this. And it's just, I, I, I can't even <laughs> watch, I can't even watch yeah. it. Well, also so I, I feel like what you mean.
1: I'm we're, like- we're like more just because we don't see them anymore. Like we, we stream yeah. music yeah. and we stream shows and we stream movies. When we do see commercials, it's like appalling. It's
0: jarring. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, it's disgusting.
2: And you start to understand that like the people who are like, just the, like you said, normies just, totally flatline well-adjusted just like people in america like who they are the people who watch the most sports and like that that commercial like they're the people who actually think those commercials are like funny and enjoyable to watch and like quote them like 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 the fucking state farm or the geico or the progressive like those people like you start to understand their psychology by watching those commercials and, and their demographic because it's like always a song from like 1983 or like you know something like that some hit song that's like oh you have to be a square 45 year old to like know this to, lo- to like feel a sense of nostalgia for this song <laughs> yeah um and it's always like a dude rocks you know they're not playing like Gary Newman or something like they're playing like you know they're playing a hit they're playing like a a dude bro leopard deaf leopard song or something yeah 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 how
0: cool is that though that gary gary newman bro fuck this is not that's a toy story
2: guy right or no that's uh (laughs) i think we're mixing him up no gary newman um the cars guy like the the synth artist i'm you're thinking of Oh, the you got a friend of me got, motherfucker. I forget yeah, his name. He's yeah. Pretty,
0: he's pretty rad too, though, actually. I
2: like that guy. Yeah. Wait, yeah Gary yeah.
0: Newman is is from the band Cars.
2: No, no, no. He made that song, Here in My Garden. Da, 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 da. Oh, that song? Ga- oh, Gary Newman did? Yeah, I think so, right? Right? I don't know, but how
0: great are the cars though? Those
2: are a classic. Classic dad band right there. Yeah. yeah Gary, Gary Newman and U M A N. That's the guy who made the song Cars, which was a big hit in the 80s. But yeah. I was just throwing him out because he's kind of like a an 80s artist who had like a one hit wonder. But like there's music heads that like really like really fuck with like his music in general. Um, and with, like. Do I fuck, fuck with who? Seely Dan. I mean, that's. You're talking about one of my favorite artists. ever. I, I just I knew
0: I just knew it. It's so crazy because like, we are like, if you had seen like me and you, like I was completely the opposite of you in high school, but like Mm. through like life and like, cause in high school, you have the little clicks and you're still trying to figure out who you are. But like the truth of like who people are, isn't about any of that. Like Silly Dan is like one of my favorite bands too. And I feel like, yeah, we, we share very, very similar interests. And it's just crazy when you said you hung out with like that particular crowd, I would always sort of be attracted to like, like, I, I remember trying to like, talk to people that were in that crowd about like Star Wars and like stuff like that. And I remember them like, sort of, like being like kind of mean to me in a way because i wasn't because they thought i was like a cool guy or whatever but really yeah it's
2: yeah. It, like like at that age you're not like you're a real you're not a developed human being at that age. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: like kids won't even like like kids will like genuinely ruin their lives to impress the kid they think is like who, who also doesn't have it figured out who, who,
0: who like the cool kid at the time, who's probably most likely going to become
2: absolutely nothing. Like, have, <laughs> you seen, have you seen Friday night lights? Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I think well, I saw that movie in like theaters. All
0: these really cool football player. It's such a great film because like all these amazing, cool star athlete football players, like they end up losing the state championship right goes on to show you like this guy became like the car mechanic and this guy you know they all just became like normal just like their parents and it's like you can't use whatever you thought you had in high school to um define who you are like throughout your life you know i
2: remember that movie was like yeah, they were. It was very, a very exciting movie. Like I'm pretty sure they cast a bunch of like 29 year olds play the high schoolers. Yeah, like 29 year old NFL, uh, you know, players. And then it was shot almost like a Jason Bourne movie. It was like very like glossy and kind of intense and realistic yeah. and like.
0: You know what? Peter Berg directed that. Yeah. Wait. Wow. W- what did you just reference? Wait, you just said it was shot like a what movie?
2: A Jason Bourne movie but Peter Berg's whole filmography is kind of trying to direct shit like Paul Greengrass whoever made those movies
0: right but you know but 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 he's actually pretty dope Uh, Peter Berg has done some cool shit I think he kind of went in like the wrong direction there obviously with uh. Uh, I think he did like Battleship and like some sort of trend. Yeah, he
2: did he did <laughs> something. He did Lone Survivor, Patriots Day, Deepwater Horizon. Wait, <laughs> like he did Deepwater Horizon and Patriots Day in the same year. That's- but Friday Night Lights is dope. It's really dope. Did he do that? I haven't seen I haven't seen The Kingdom, but that's another one. Yeah, like- Hancock is the one that I do like a lot. Yeah, I like and, but Hancock. the
0: Kingdom is dope and um uh, he, he
2: did the rundown it looks like and also. i also
0: didn't mind lone survivor like lone survivor is pretty like the story is pretty dope like that was a cool thing to make
2: i'll have to peep that one
0: but um but yeah the coen brothers i think are like pretty much my favorite um mm-hmm.
2: have you ever seen uh repo man of course okay yeah the, the, the Emilio Estevez, like 80s punk. Yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. you've seen that. Yeah, of course yeah. you've seen that. But yeah. I mean, I don't really
0: like remember mm-hmm. uh,
2: it being like good or anything.
0: What what one point break actually is like that movie's a massive point break
2: rules. Dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> point break rules. You know, Catherine Bigelow, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. James yeah. Cameron's ex wife, too.
0: Yeah, it's a trip. Like he lost for avatar and she won for hurt locker
2: yeah and i'm I'm pretty sure like i I was listening to something or my friend was telling me that he like first of all he was pissed off about that i'm sure bro it's the most
0: expensive uh, movie ever made losing to one of the cheapest indie films ever made
2: and and like and i don't think he ever like like i think in interviews people were like don't ask him about that like don't wow like he couldn't he couldn't even be like oh i'm happy for or whatever like I'm sure. that's what i that's what i heard i may be wrong but um no yeah point breaks hilarious because i know a guy i work with who's been skydiving for like 40 years mm. and you know obviously there's that amazing free fall skydive scene in that movie yeah and literally like overnight when that movie came out he said skydiving like tripled in its popularity wow like like people were running to go skydiving after that, which I think is hilarious. That like watching Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves with like long hair, like being bros, like influenced so many people. I just yeah. love that. The surf
0: too. I'm. It's sure. a,
2: dude. That's a flawless movie. That's it's a sick so, movie. It's yeah. got action. It's got extreme sports. Dude, it's so good. You gotta watch it tonight. tonight. No, I, I oh, just God. I just watched it
0: like a week ago with with Veronica and I, because I. Cause I know she directed it and I don't know someone was just saying how it's really good. And I was like, you know what? I feel like we think it's like a corny movie, which it does have corny moments to it. But like, overall, it's just like, I'm not even like mad at Keanu Reeves. Like I feel like he gets a bad rap too. In general.
2: I love that line where she's like, why do you always look focused all the time? You're always, you always, you always got that serious focused face. And I love that. Cause he's like an undercover cop. Oh I'm right, about to right. watch the, I'm about to watch that shit tonight. Like, yeah, it's, like it's you got really, me hype on that movie. It's really fun. And and it's fucking Gary Buse who's like, get me two chili dogs and yeah. two lemonades. Like two. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and they're, they're like, why get food right when you're staking out? Like
0: what <laughs> like, like why
2: get it right then? It makes no I sense.
0: Like, I feel like we I wish like Noah could could be here talking to him with us. Are you a fan of like the Marvel stuff?
2: Um, obviously, like, you know, uh, that shit started coming out when I was in middle school and now they've made 20 million films. Um, I'm a, I'm a nerd, so I'm always going to show up for that shit. Like, I'm always going to check it out at least. Um, I, I thought, um, you know, obviously when Iron Man came out, it was kind of crazy because like Dolan was dominating the superhero movie thing with Dark Knight, like, like, you know, and Batman Begins. Yeah. And then, like Iron Man came out, and then Dark Knight came out right after it, and it kind of blew it out of the water a little bit. But what they did with with tying it all in, I thought was amazing. Like if you go back and watch Iron Man now, it's such a pro America, pro war, pro capitalist film. But like Robert Downey Jr. is perfect for it, and he yeah. charms he charms you into loving the movie. Um, I I I do like some of them. I I, I think. They had to make a lot of uh, movies to get to the point where they could make game, movies like End Game and Infinity War. And End Game was like I was so relieved I liked End Game. I was so happy that that End Game was actually good. I've seen it. It's I've like seen it seven times, dude. I've seen it probably that amount of times at least. <laughs> so Wickham is
0: like obsessed, and he's showing me. It started Zach Snyder's yeah. Justice League, the new cut, which is fucking insane. Like I'm not, I, I don't think I normally would have even paid attention to any of that, but like Wickham has put me up on a lot of that, and I really like diving into it because it really is your generation's like, it's Star like Wars. E- everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, and, our our generation's Star Wars is not Star Wars in my opinion. Yeah, like, like those new ones, it's just like those fucking came and went bro and yeah, they will you, yeah. yeah but what's
0: crazy is the first three are fucking amazing
2: the originals
0: no like well not the, no the
2: like like the one you oh, The first prequels yeah with yeah. the
0: exception of jar jar banks i i just i don't love jar jar but like <laughs> i mean that's the only thing that <laughs> okay. like i don't I think mean, many I, love, do. I do love him but like he just gets a little bit it's weird how like Chewbacca and Jar Jar and like CP30, like they're kind of annoying, but like they get a
2: little shrill, yeah. But you,
0: but, you, but it's almost like a necessary, you learn to love it's weird, bro. I don't know how he did this, but it's everything is perfect.
2: Like the prequels are so funny because they're like widely disliked, yeah. But now that they've made these like decision, creative decision by committee, corporate product films, you go back and you're like oh it's actually amazing they let george lucas have full creative control and just be an insane person and make all these creative like weird choices and they're all good i mean that's debatable obviously but i like it you know what i mean I
0: i love it i when i watch those films i'm like this is what george lucas intended to make and i think that for me it like it it Dude, it just fucking it all works, man. And then to be able to see dude, like I've like I have a I'm we're downstairs in the basement of my sober living. There's there's 21 people here the newly sober addicts and alcoholics it's pretty much an insane asylum (laughs) and and i go upstairs i mean they're all like really cool like cool kids you know they're just like um misfit it's like it's like school for scoundrels you know Mm -hmm. but like i'm old i've been referencing Lord of the rings and star wars a lot they like laugh when i do it but it's like the lessons in those films are so profound
2: yeah like they are i
0: mean to see anakin and then to see him how he became darth vader is so and to see the council talking about like fear there's too i sense too much fear in this kid and like he's too old and like what a jedi is and it's just insane dude
2: yeah dude it's never i'm probably gonna watch I, i i fell asleep watching um Because, you know, I throw these on the background, but sometimes you just kind of turn the volume up and start watching. And I I did that with the beginning of Attack of the Clones. I love how that movie opens where it's like they go to Coruscant and then it gets dark out and then they have to chase the bounty hunter through the city. And then they like and it's like this crazy midnight race like. Like watching that late at night, about to fall asleep, it was just a vibe. I, I might yeah. finish that movie. Yeah, when the um, when the
0: little worms go through the, um, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I said I, I must have almost worn the VHS like out from watching that when I was a kid. Really? Because uh, I saw I saw Phantom Menace in theaters, and then I got I didn't see the second one in theaters, but I got it on VHS. My parents bought it for me like the day of my birthday party, and um. I watched that thing over and over and over and over and over again. And they had like a 20 minute vignette before the movie. Remember when VHSs? you kind of had to watch commercials and shit. Like Mm -hmm. I miss that kind of like forcing me to watch trailers and shit. But um, they had like a little vignette. That was like a summary of what had happened in, in star Wars and like the timeline and shit. Wow! And that was basically when I got introduced to old star Wars was like through watching that. I was like, Oh, these other movies are crazy. And I remember watching them as a very young child. But that was like what made me, kind of go back. But yeah, that 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 scene reminds me a lot of Blade Runner. Yes,
0: it's yeah. like that vibe, which I fucking like. Am pretty much obsessed with like the Denise Villanueva Blade Runner and him as mm-hmm. a director in general. And I'm really excited to see what he does with Dune.
2: Yeah, I don't I'm really. really sure. know. I mean,
0: the, the 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 original Dune. I tried watching a little while ago, and I just. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but I, have,
2: I haven't seen it. I, I I've been trying. I've been. I have the book. I started it right right when it was going to come out, like last year, because I wanted to read it beforehand. And then I just started reading all a bunch of other shit once they pushed it out.
0: But that's now it. it's coming out in
2: October. I think oh, right? it is. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think so, that's going to be fucking. It could be. It could be pretty badass. He he made that Blade Runner. I, a lot of people did not like that new Blade Runner movie, like. I thought it was. I was like, this is like exactly like Blade Runner One. It's the same pace. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it's like
0: literally feels like he was, he had Ridley Scott sitting next to him, and he was looking at him like, "Is this cool? If we do this, every step (laughs) of the way, you know."
2: But like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The tone and the and it's yeah. I think people didn't fuck with it because it it really is slow and like deep the way the first one was, which I never really fucked with the first one until Mm -hmm. i saw it like i like forced myself to to understand it and to like it but it wasn't until after i saw the new one that i was really able to appreciate the first one Mm -hmm. and just ridley scott just in general with like prometheus and i think prometheus is probably the best
2: sci-fi film ever made but i mean that's your favorite
0: I think that's another one that's like misunderstood, you know. Like,
2: dude, I, I, I definitely went into that movie with the wrong expectations because they were advertising it like it was gonna be like Alien One, which is like one of my favorite movies. Uh huh. Um, because they even had like the siren noise in the trailer, like it was gonna like the Alien One trailer was. Uh huh. If you if you look up the trailers for the two of them, they're the exact same. Um, but that movie is way more like, like weird and like drawn out in certain ways and like right. the, the way the aliens transform is so different than how the xenomorphs in the original kind of like it's really bizarre
1: it was more of like a philosophical movie about like life and yeah. like what life is about and a lot of people that's why i was like a little disappointed with the next one alien covenant because yeah. they went like back to like the original formula which is right. like the jump scares and stuff but like i actually yeah enjoyed that like super
0: like with michael fassbender like Dude. talking about like life and the, the music and the energy like the, and, and it's almost like horrifying like if you really oh. imagine landing on that planet the way they did and then like they're talking about the straight lines and they find it's like them finding the ship and it has this like horrifying um realness about it i don't know what it is you might try watching it again it's like really really a fucking i think a masterpiece
1: my favorite scene is i remember being like stone out of my mind watching it is when they were trying to find like who created humans and and like why they were created and then they asked michael fassbender asked like why did you create me and they're they're like because we can and he was like what if what if they say the same thing to you what if your creator said that
2: to you yeah i was like bro you got you got me wanting to go back yeah that is horror you got me wanting to go back and rewatch that
0: yeah because we could and michael fassbender's like dude could you imagine how fucking horrible (laughs) that would sound if your creator said that to you yeah
2: yeah and this
0: is the idea that like we were created by some other and then there's even this like really really cool like low-key Jesus reference Mm. um and if you go into the reddit like threads about like what the movie's about like um Ridley Scott talks about how the engineers you know they created this human the human race by that little by one of them ingesting that little that liquid and then dissolving into the amphibian which became the human and they sent one of their representatives down to earth to try to like fix the direction humans were going in. Yeah. And that's like loosely that Jesus was, yeah. Baby. And then we fucking killed him like violently killed this person. And then th- that's when the mechanics were like, okay, this race is fucking dog shit. And then exterminated. <laughs> we got a
2: bad badge. Yeah. yeah. We have
0: to fucking kill all of them.
2: Bro, that's making me want to go back and rewatch that one now.
0: No, it's really, really fucking good. Have, have
2: you seen um, the last one I'll mention? Have you seen Annihilation? Um, which I oh, think is. Oh, Natalie yeah.
0: No. Yeah, I have. I, I don't remember liking it, but I would love to watch it again because it's one of my favorite directors. Uh, is that Denise too? I think somebody oh, like
2: dope. I think that. so. Where I think Carter's so.
0: Like his own IT guy. He's got his <laughs> laptop. He's like, we 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 want to have a Jamie. You know the guy who looks like at <laughs>
2: right. You know, but like, oh, uh, it's Alex Garland who directed uh, Ex Machina, which is yeah. another flawless fucking sci-fi yeah. movie. I was so excited about
0: Annihilation, and then I just remember it being like, like, ooh, like this. It went. Like the second half, I thought was like, it just got carried away.
2: Yeah, it's it's not as much of like a closed loop sci-fi kind of little story as as Ex Machina. It feels way more kind of open ended and weird at the end, like kind of kind of experimental. Um, but the in between, like like whatever gets you there, and the music, man, that's what I was really thinking of. Yeah, the music and annihilation is not all these movies we're talking about have amazing music
0: um that's really what makes them but yeah yeah man that's a tone and a
2: vibe yeah um
0: but but look i don't know if you're if we're it kind of feels like i don't know if you might you might have to go or not but have you i just wanted to pivot real quick have you been a lot of content violations on tiktok lately like what the fuck is going (laughs) on dude (laughs) not lately but Bro, uh, I, I'm banned for 48 hours. And I got banned twice last week for 24 hours.
2: That's bizarre. Like, what are you posting that's so provocative?
0: Oh, my God, dude. It's it's not, It's like nothing. You're just talking,
2: right? You're well, it's Veronica.
0: Lover. I showed Veronica's necklace that has a weed leaf on it. And we're talking about how it's a weed leaf.
2: It's TikTok. I'm telling you, we'll take anything down that's weed related instantaneously. I did that little campaign with DankStop. Yeah. And I posted the, that video I did with it. I tried to make a TikTok for them to put it in my thing, and it wouldn't even publish. They wouldn't even let it post. That's how strict they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we can wrap up. I, I, I can. I'd be happy to come on again at some point. Um, but the no, one that, thing I wanted wanted sure. to leave you with is uh, because we're on a podcast, and I'm thinking of movie scores. Um. There's this, my, my friend sent me, so I, I was a really big, I don't know if you followed any of this or if you know who this guy is, like the podcast, but I used to really be into uh, Joe Budden's podcast, the Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> I, when I moved to New York, I discovered them kind of around the time when Pusha T was like um, beefing with Drake and they were reacting to it and it was very entertaining how they were reacting to it. And I got into the show heavy and I would, I would listen to their podcast, two and a half hour podcast twice a week for like two, two years. And they had this big public falling out and it's, you know, it's almost like an Anakin Skywalker story of like greed and over, overreach and things like that. Because Joe <laughs> button's whole message was equity and ownership and creatives to have, you know, ownership of their, what they make and blah blah, blah. And there's this video out there that my friend Maxson sent to me that he found that I've never seen, that I had never seen. And he doesn't watch the podcast, but it's, it's called Joe Budden destroying his podcast for 26 minutes straight. And it's a, it's a clip compilation of him and his co-hosts talking in different videos about this situation. And they put the social network like theme under it um the trent reznor
0: theme yeah it's the and best it, fucking thing ever
2: dude and it like it makes it so dramatic it's insane <laughs> i highly recommend anyone watching this or listening to this check out joe Budden destroys his podcast for 26 minutes it's like a it's like watching a fucking like play or like a movie trailer or something like that it's crazy
0: yeah i well, you just uh if you could just text us the link yeah, absolutely. In absolutely. that in that group. But so yeah, this is actually something I've been kind of freaking out about lately. I've actually been like um frantically trying to get verified and like frantically trying to reach somebody at TikTok because I'm afraid my account's gonna get deleted because I have so many violations. Have you ever like had that fear? I've 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 had like, some how many fear... violations have you gotten?
2: Oh, I mean I've had videos taken down, bullying, sex, this, that, the third, like dozens of times. Um, I've never been locked out of my account, but I did get kicked off the creator. Uh, yeah, every creator thing, every creator fund. But everybody. they're now they're now restoring it in September, apparently for me. They're just making a six month suspension.
0: Yeah, but that's if you
2: get approved. Right. It's insane. It's just, but like. No, there's no transparency. It's one of the worst apps for that thing ever made. We should also, we honestly need to have a whole nother podcast episode where we talk about just TikTok.
0: No, I I could go on
2: and on and on and on.
0: Yeah, I I really would like to because we didn't really even talk about the negative. You you get a lot of the the negativity is is, is that overwhelming to you?
2: That's a I mean, whole I other thing because it's like
0: video that you made. I've showed it to so many people where you're like, hi, my life is good. And for that reason, I'm no longer going to be reading to which I made the same fucking video. But like, you know, after a couple months go by, you, like you see a couple comments and you just start end up back in the comments like it's. Right. Only- possible to not and now i have this video that has 2.5 million views and it's my, my, my friend danielle i don't know if you saw this video but the waiter she's I'm like sure. we've been waiting here for 20 minutes like where's our food and she's like we're gonna have fucking issues she's kind of like a strong like female with like just like you know has like an aggressive personality
2: uh-huh and i don't and think i saw it but dude that's
0: funny. it's she's being attacked i mean people want her to die because right. she was like complaining about the service at this restaurant, which in the end she was like, I love this guy. And it all went, it resolved well. And the restaurant reached out to her. It got the video went so viral that the restaurant has now reached out to her and they want us to come back and we're going to like do a cool piece on them. And
2: like, but I love just, that. Cause you could tie it into your whole sort of philosophy too. Yeah. But it's just
0: insane. Like how people are foaming at the mouth.
2: I mean, you might not
0: get it as much as we do. It's, it's it,
2: algorithmic. Like, it's completely algorithmic. Oh, they, man, I
0: also love that post he did. You explained it in a really great way where you were basically saying another thing I said, which was the, 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 the algorithm promotes engagement, which it promotes and people talk about negativity. negativity. Yeah. yeah,
2: because I, I think your video, they try to find people who aren't going to like it first. yeah i I genuinely think that how does it
0: even know though like put
2: the metadata it's all metadata if you like this movie and you're this old and you're this gender and you're this thing and you like this and you've clicked that they have all that they can take this data and they can make huge data sets and run deep learning algorithms through them and get metadata based on what you've done every single thing Every single thing you've interacted with for the past year can tell them millions of things that are unique to only you and probably like three people like you. Like it's that crazy, man.
0: Yeah. I think this will be really good to um, dive into. Like, so a lot of my guests I've had, I have on multiple times if it goes well, because I just, I definitely feel like there would be, There's next time I'll have so many more things I'd like to talk about, but, um, but you, you, you definitely have noticed like, like haters.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like TikTok doesn't present an accurate, like cross-section of your actual haters. It's like a, it's like a 30% plus handicap, you know what I mean?
0: the thing I'm dealing with, which I don't know if you're aware of this or I don't know if you've seen it, I have like multiple people that have built entire pages around trying to destroy me and this this house and everything I'm trying to do surrounding recovery.
2: That's you've I've heard you reference that.
0: Like you don't understand, bro. Like, like this, so I had a Vimeo account, right? Where I posted all my unedited raw footage because I have this other show I do on YouTube. It's sort of like a reality show. I don't know if you've seen it, but they're like 30 minute episodes. And this woman ripped every single thing that was on that Vimeo page, hours and hours and hours of footage and found all the little things that made us look like worse than we would normally even. And like kind of spun it in like this crazy way. Um, Like Danielle just walked in, like her entire reputation in this industry is shot because this woman started sending A recovery um podcast here say hi to connor how cool is that we have connor
2: hi connor (laughs) oh hi hi how are you
0: good i've showed her a bunch of your stuff too yeah
2: i love you (laughs) (laughs)
0: appreciate the love but yeah that's it's 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 been really really gnarly just, just to see the fucking the level of the dedication on some of these karens but i'm sure you don't get anything anywhere near that
2: I don't get people um, like taking my videos and going through them bit by bit and scrutinizing them. Luckily, that's not what happened. I mean, people will react if they don't like an opinion I have; they'll stitch it, you know. But apart from that, it's um, it's just you know, you you say destroy, but it's like, how much can they really do? You know? What oh I mean? no, they they can't
0: do shit. But they one of the women was smart enough to send certain things to this Facebook group. And this industry is very like, it's like, you know, it's the recovery industry and we're like near mm. Malibu. So there's a lot They're Like, I mean, you want to talk about like secrecy and just like, like anonymity and all this shit. Like they put a bunch of crazy shit about Danielle, like body brokering and like doing people like lies really. And that mm. Facebook group believed or it's almost like, you know, cancel culture nowadays is like you're guilty until proven innocent. If yeah, something yeah. comes out on you, people are like they're distancing themselves from you just based on the assumption alone.
2: It's another variable, another variable in in the in this chaotic world we live in, we just got to keep muscling through that shit.
0: Yeah, so I think this could be like a um, a good place to pick up next year. Yeah, time. absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this, and um, you know, you're three. We 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 went through some hurdles trying to set it up because he's three hours ahead, and you know, mm. we have the schedule here and all this stuff. But um, we're gonna just keep enjoying your videos, and um, thanks for being you, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, and you got me. I'll I'll be on again, and uh, awesome. You know. Keep having fun doing what you're doing and be safe. And, and don't do not let do not do their work for them by like inflating it in your mind and making it seem bigger. Honestly, the best thing to do is, is to just block. I'm a big believer in block. Just block ah! the hell out of them. <laughs> just block the hell out of them. You know what? We, we blocked a lot of them. And
0: Wickham was just noticing like there's not as much negativity. I feel like the negative and the positive almost comes in waves. Like sometimes it'll just be all good. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it'll be all bad because people are jumping on the bad train.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And TikTok definitely makes that easier for people. Yeah. You can go into a TikTok comment section. It's either good or it's either bad. Everyone kind of, it's all the same. Right. But anyways. Cool, bro.
0: Well, we'll talk keep it soon. moving,
2: and Godspeed, and good luck. Right on, brother. Appreciate it, man. Bye.
0: Bye. Later. Bye.
2: Bye.